Three. I I could fucking say it. <laughs> right, right. Three, two, one. Welcome everybody back to the Built Different podcast. Um, this is High and Inside, episode twenty-three, and I'm here with Wolfie. It's a two-man gang today. Me and Wolfie are gonna get oh, yeah. it done. Um, you know, shout out to Chris. He's he's really sick. Um, hope he hope he gets better. Hope he recovers. Um, you know, it, it sucks everything that he's going through. He's been sick for a couple weeks. Um, oh, oh, I'm not. I'm he's not, not dead. Saying he's, he's not he's dead. Not dying yeah. or anything. He's not in dying. the hospital. <laughs> he's not on no, ICU. He's just, he's just sick. He's, he's just. He has like a longevity sickness. It's not not anything like crazy. I think it's Don't syphilis, worry. if I'm not mistaken. Was, uh, yeah, that was what he said. Yeah, or, no. uh, his toe <laughs> fell off or some shit. Either yeah. way, crabs, whatever. Um, but we got a loaded <laughs> show. We're going to keep it simple. We're going to talk some recent headlines. We're going to talk the disasters of several teams this year. We're going to chop it up about several teams in general. Um, and then we're going to hit the high road. So my opening take is that I want to give a big shout out to Rob Manfred. Listen, say what you want, but I think he's killing it. He's shortened the time of baseball games, which pissed off a lot of people. And I know like my takes here might piss off a lot of people. Um, but shortening the baseball games, it's leading to immediate needed growth that baseball has needed for a little bit now. Um, the universal DH has been beautiful. I'm sorry. I did not like the, the, the pitchers flailing at balls, getting hurt, seeing Max, you know, bunt balls, breaking his nose and <laughs> shit. Um, the, the base stealing rules have added a lot to the game that was missing for a while. I really missed the stolen base aspect because it's not like it's being overdone right now i mean yeah the stolen bases are up by a little bit but at the same time pitchers are still throwing guys out catchers are still throwing guys out so i think it's we're just getting back to the old days a little bit when it comes to stolen bases um and he's just pushing the right buttons um you know he's made some mistakes we we all know that we all have shitted on rob manford at one point in our lives um but i can't be mad at the guy at all he's hitting the right buttons it's been an exciting season. This Braves and Phillies series going on right now is pretty good. The AL West is epic. There's so much rising talent, and we're getting some amazing, amazing pitching performances. And as a fan, it's been great. I really think we're going to be in for one hell of a playoffs. I think it's going to be tense. It's going to be fun. Um, I love what's going on. I, I can't complain about baseball right now. Wolf, what's up? Dude, I completely agree with you. Also good to see you again. Uh, dude, like, at first, too, when I heard the pitch clock, like, let's be honest, I it was a little bit old school to where it's like, oh, man, they're changing. Like, some rules I was okay with, DH gives a lot more action. The clock, I was wondering, is it going to be good? I love it, too. It speeds up the game. Bro, let's be honest, we got 162 games a year. I love baseball, but, like, we can't be sitting there four hours every single night yeah, some with games no action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, it would be different if it's, like, constant action, but, like, you know, like, I don't want to see, like, a three-and-a-half-hour two-to-one game. Like, let's, like, let's speed yeah. it up a little bit. Plus, stolen bases, I'm a big fan of that. I like seeing those go up. We're seeing some really, like, impressive seasons now. Uh, the, Hell, yeah. the, And it's crazy, too, that that, like, inch or two matters that much. Like, no pun intended, but, like... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I, I mean, yo, know, extra two inches. I mean, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> keep going. Well, <laughs> like, yo, so but I, I do like also the fact that they are taking out the ghost runner rule for the playoffs. Uh, you know, that's a smart one. I'll give them that. Like, I, you know, it's extra innings. At least I want to see like a team actually win 
And we don't even really get that many extra inning games anyway in playoffs, so it's like, uh, you know, that one will, like, budge. But, uh, no, you're right, baseball's in a good spot right now. Speaking of in a good spot, uh, the New York Mets finally got David Stearns. I'm, like, so happy about that, man. Um, that could actually lead into the Brewers' connection, too, where maybe we could actually snag Craig Council, Craig Council next year. Um, it sounds like we might actually get rid of Buck Showalter. I'm sucks, fine with that man. if that's the mood. You're fine with yeah. that? I don't know. I feel like the players love Buck, and Buck loves the player. It feels like it was good. I don't know, Dude, man. You know what it is? It's almost like how I feel about the Scherzer and Verlander thing, where it's like, did I really want to blow it up this quick knowing they had an extra year? No. But if we're going to go in a different direction with at least a notable guy, like if... If they're like, yo, our, like, third base coach, like, nobody is just going to be the manager. He never had manager experience. It's like we're really rebuilding. I'd be, like, a little bit, like, what the hell? But at least Craig Council's got, like, a good track record. And he's a little bit younger, so maybe, maybe it would be an okay direction. I don't... The thing is with Buck is, like... I... I, Am I bad? I don't mean to... No, no, continue. I, I like what the Mets have done with... You know, getting a new president of baseball operations in there. Um, I like it that it's the Brewers executive. He did a fantastic job in Milwaukee um, in the position that he held. So I like that the Mets are taking that route. I want to see them keep a majority of these guys around. Keep the young guys that you just brought up. Keep Pete. Keep Lindor. You know, keep the Edwin Diaz. Keep, you know, saying keep, keep these guys and just build one more. Just give it one more attempt. I yep. think keep bull, uh, Buck. I just think what you guys failed to do in the off season was that you achieved when you got Carlos Correa, but then when <laughs> Carlos Correa when that fell through the the table, you know you guys really didn't do much after that, and that's what you guys needed. You guys needed bats. You guys needed bats bad. It, it was actually you know really bad, and then obviously you know with Diaz going down, your bullpen got a lot weaker. But who can really expect that to happen? Um, so I just think realistically, the Mets gotta just, I, I gotta see him stick it out. Like it, it's a good, t- it just needs more. That's all it needs is more. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. It's, it's the thing is too. what bothered me because you're right with the bats is that not only did we need bats, but the way we replaced some of our needs was in a weird way. Like we didn't say like, Oh, we need a catcher. We have Alvarez. Let's just bring him up right away. Bang, try him out, see what it is. It's like, no, like, we'll bring him up like a month and a half in when we know the catchers we already, like, we know the catchers we had weren't going to do anything. You're like, what were we waiting for? And right. you didn't get a DH. Like, you tried the Vientos experiment, but once again, month, month and a half in, it's like, it's almost like you were like, we're not going to sign someone. Let's see what we got. And we already know it's going to be shit. So here's our backup plan. And it's like, you can't start a season like that. You got to right. be like the Braves. And even in the Dodgers, they signed JD Martinez. Like, they did something. We kept Vocal back. We actually literally got rid of Ruff. We didn't even really do anything with him. Thank God. Like, we <laughs> didn't keep him. He was terrible. But we did not fill enough holes. And it's weird because it's like when we went all in on Scherzer and Verlander, but then when we didn't fix the DH spot, it's like, why? Yeah. And there was, there was more than enough hitters there, too. I mean, <coughs> it was kind of mind-boggling. I mean, I get it. You know, you guys, you locked into Correa for like, it kind of blew away a couple weeks there. But at the same time, like there, there was hitters that you could have gotten a lot of, a yep. lot of hitters. 
Um, yeah, but, we, I completely agree with that. Plus, there was guys like Bellinger out there, bro. Like, there was guys you didn't need to spend three hundred million, dude. I, the original yeah. year, do you remember what the original contract offer was, dude? It was twelve years. Yeah. Twelve years with Carlos Correa. Thank God it didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, cause like I, I, I'm not gonna give an opinion on Carlos Correa. I want to see what the Twins do in the playoffs, cause that man is like built different when it. Get it? Uh-oh. He's built different. <laughs> He's built different when it gets to the postseason. And they actually made the postseason this year. And it seems like his leadership is up a notch. Um, but we'll see how far his body can take him. <laughs> we'll, I completely we'll see. agree. Dude, um, he has, like, one of the most home runs, like, like he's, like, I think maybe in the top eight of, like, home runs hit in playoffs. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. And he's he's got, like, what, maybe a good more eight years to go, eight to ten, depending. And you kind of called that the other day, too, when we brought up the pitching. I wasn't even necessarily thinking about the playoffs. We were talking about just the Twins being pretty good right now. But you're right. Like, they're the team that if you – they have a good enough pitching staff, decent bullpen. But, like, I have a feeling if it's, like, Correa's postseason experience and then if, like, Buxton's, like, getting hot at the right time, living it up, like, that could be a scary team in the postseason. And that's, that's exactly what I'm saying, is that they have the pitching rotation that can compete, especially in the American League. Um, I mean, the Astros, they're they're a whole different team, don't get me wrong, but, like, let, let's say the Twins get matched up with the Orioles after a like, like, let's say they somehow get out the wild card and they face the, the Orioles. They can make a run against them. They have Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, and Joe Ryan as one, two, three, and then they got Kenta Maeda as their fourth. And and even the matchup now, look at the Rangers. You, I would say the same thing about yeah. that too. Absolutely. And you know they got they got two you know really um, good uh, pitchers out their pen, um, and Jackson Duran. So like they got that figured out. And then if their hitting can be good on paper, they're going to be fine because like you said, Byron Buxton, Carlos Correa, shit. I mean Joey Gallo can give you something, whatever. Um, Alex Kirillov, Royce Lewis, Max Kepler. Donovan Don't they have Polanco? Uh, yeah, Still? Jorge Polanco. Like, if this team ever just does what they're supposed to do, <laughs> they're going to be a powerhouse. But yeah. that's the issue with Minnesota is they don't ever do what they need to do. But it oh. could be different with Correa being there and being <laughs> in the postseason. Because Correa, a lot of the runs that Houston went on were, were because Correa just exploded. Oh, dude, he was so good. And to think about it with the Twins, too, it would be the one time that they would get to the postseason and not have to face the Yankees. So it's right. like, yo, if there's any shot right. that they could actually do that, yo, is this the Twins year, bro? Like, just it's the Yankees not being in it literally lets the Twins get to the World fucking Series. I mean, so they would be so they would be third. So they would face the worst wild card, which is looking to either be the... The, the Mariners, the Blue Jays, or the Rangers. I'm not gonna lie; I can see the Twins knocking any of those teams out. Oh, absolutely! Like, I'm not, and I'm not sitting here saying they will. Don't get me wrong; I'm not sitting here saying the Twins are gonna go on this run. But with that pitching, like you literally just need Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, and Joe Ryan to just lock in, and pff, we've seen it with the Nationals. That's yeah. all you need. That's Dude. all you need. That's the thing, too, about a team like the Twins is that, for me personally, I'll always bank on the pitching. Like, I would much right. rather know that my pitching staff is incredible. I'll, I'll even give Seattle. They got 
three top guys that are like that too. But like it's hard to always bank on your team like exploding with offense. That would be like the 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 Braves. Take the Braves and now imagine if they had like a mid to low rotation. You wouldn't feel as confident. But the fact that right. like the Twins already have those guys that can hold another team's offense down. Like you could squeak out three or four runs. Like every team does that. That's like the average That's in baseball. Saying, they hit home runs too. Like they have. Like, those hitters have such shitty batting averages, but they hit home yeah. runs. <laughs> no, you're right, dude. Absolutely. Plus, they would also, at least for that first series, as of right... I mean, it, I don't even think it would change at all unless somehow the Guardians take over. But they would automatically have home field advantage. So you're talking at least one series of being at home. Like, if you win that, that's a good momentum, like, going into the next series. Because, like... Dude, a home field advantage in the playoffs usually is pretty big, especially for a team like that where it's a little bit more quiet. They don't have to like yeah. go to like New York or something. They could at least play at their home park. Right, right. And I mean, like I said, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like a Twins homer, um, but <laughs> is yeah, that even a I thing? mean, like for example, they face the Mariners. You get past Luis Castillo. I can see them beating up on on the opposing pitching a little bit. Um, yeah. the the Blue Jays they're they're a beatable team. We're gonna talk about the Blue Jays eventually, but they're definitely, in my opinion, a beatable team. Um, and then you're gonna have the the Rangers, which would probably be the hardest challenge because they have really good hitting. Uh, yeah, they have a absolutely. potential MVP on their team, Corey Seager. Not saying Otani's gonna lose it, but if he does, I guess Seager or Julio Rodriguez would be the ones. But it's. I'm I'm finally glad we're giving the twins flowers. <laughs> no, right? I know. I never would have thought that for the episode, bro. Well, because they're finally putting the Guardians down. Like this has been their struggle the past two years. It's like they've had the division. They could have, you know, they they had the cakewalk all the way to the playoffs, and they haven't taken it. But finally, they have, and it's mm-hmm. good. It's cool to see. Not gonna yeah. lie. And, and even with those teams that you brought up too, it would be at least. I don't even want to say it's nice. Obviously, every team's in the postseason. They're good. But if you're not facing the Twins and the Mariners, at least when you're facing the Rangers out of all teams, their staff, you can make an argument, isn't as strong as some of the other ones. So while their offense is good, they don't have the staff. So it would at least be some sort of an even-out matchup, which would be really interesting to see. Yeah, man. So moving on, um, Shohei Otani, um, he still hasn't come back, which which sucks. Um, But let's talk about it, man. He's going to yeah. be Tommy John. He's got the contract coming up. This is uh I think this good. screwed up. This screwed up a lot more than you think it did. And it kind of leads to what we'll talk about a little bit more in depth later. But I think him getting hurt really threw the wrench into the whole franchise of even thinking about, are we going to keep Trout? Are we going to go in next year? What the hell's going on with Rendon? It kind of seemed like he masked a lot of the questions they had. Because he was still there and playing. Even like at the trade deadline, they figured we still have him, so there's hope to go to the playoffs, even though we knew we probably knew they weren't going to the playoffs, even if they kept him. So like him being hurt like changes everything for that franchise and for himself. That contract might not be what it's gonna be, like or what we thought it was two months ago. Like, is he gonna get pitcher money too? Is he gonna have a different contract that's actually like two, where it's a batter and a pitcher contract, um, or even are many teams gonna want to budge on him before they even know what his injury is gonna behold? 
Is he going to get like a one or two year deal, like super good money, just to try to see if he could do it one more time, or or not? Or is he going to stay with the Angels? And I personally don't think that, but that's just always an option too. Yeah, I mean it, it sucks because the the thing, the funny thing about sports is that like we get these amazing, amazing things, and they often get snatched from us, like. I can think about you know Derrick Rose with his with his ACL tear like it was so good and then it wasn't. Oh, now Ota- now Otani, I mean for fuck's sake, I mean John Carlos Stanton was hitting the shit out of the ball. Now he's become a very very sad case, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I, oh yeah, like well, <laughs> yeah, recently, recently, you know Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. He just, you know, we were gonna get something cool with the Jets. Um, doesn't even get a full drive. Goes down in three plays. Um, I mean, I can even argue Aaron Judge. Like, he hits 50 home runs his rookie season, injury-prone, injury-prone, hits 60-something, breaks the record, you know, injured again this year. So, you know, in sports, it's one thing. You know, we never – feels like we never get too much too much greatness, but when we do, it's amazing. So I'm not going to lie. But And, and what's yeah. crazy, too, about him is that, like – and I'm not saying everybody's going to forget about him – and I'm not oh, saying yeah. he wouldn't still hit up 30 home runs, 40 a year. But it, we were going to be like, this is the greatest thing we've ever seen in baseball. To where, like, let's be honest, if he doesn't pitch anymore, and he is a DH who's hitting 35 home runs, 100 RBIs, like, don't get me wrong, he'll be considered one of the best baseball players, but it wasn't that God status. Like, I knew he wasn't going to pitch for 10 more years, but yeah, just no, to have it, if, if it ended like this, that would be... Yeah. I mean, and it, and it sucks because I made the argument last year. I said I, I don't know. I would be very weary if I was a GM giving Otani some crazy contract and then you know, he can't pitch yeah. for you because, like, we can't forget. Like coming into the league, he was very injured. I mean, he he had a few injuries in his first few years. He got it together, got his body right, you know. And then for these past, you know, we we really got to enjoy these last three seasons. Of him just really doing both, making it like automatic, but then you could see, you could see he was, you know, starting to fade as the year was going along, and it, it sucks because like he's legitimately probably the best baseball player to play. Um, don't know if it'll go down as the best career ever. Um, that's left to be written, but at the very, I think he's a Hall of Famer no matter what. Yeah, I think yeah. I think he's earned that, and it might be premature, like if. If this, if he doesn't play baseball anymore, is he a Hall of Famer? I say yes. Not saying that's a possibility, but I think he's a Hall of Famer right now, today. I would say it would be almost one of those things where it was so impressive that you would have to at least consider maybe like, I, maybe it'd be a special circumstance, but I feel like you would have to put up probably put him in. He's baseball you history. Know, you know what kind of sucks too? There's an aspect we haven't really thought about. Not that it, it, and granted, we never really see it anymore. But to me, I feel like you're almost never gonna really see too many guys pitch and hit anymore. They're like two guys would be too scared. It's hard. It's and hard. Like, and because even the Mets, they drafted some guy that's gonna pitch and hit. But I feel like teams now are gonna be so scared. Like even if you're like, I mean, granted, the Angels were losing him, but if you knew you were gonna lose like your ace, and like the guy is an ace, and like. Do you want to hit 40 home runs a year, or do you want to keep him as an ace? Like, I wonder if more teams are going to even want to try to do it anymore. It, it sucks because it's just it's too much. It's too much on an athlete because you got to pitch every fifth day, 
the stress it that comes is. with that. Like you have to follow your pitching program, and on top of that, as a hitter, you got to be in the batting cages every day, working on your technique, getting in and out of slumps. Um, you know, you got to make sure your mental is right. Like I can only imagine everything that goes into Otani actually being able to produce the way he did, and it, it's probably killing him. Like this, this Tommy John thing, because he, oh. he really was. He took baseball by a storm. I mean, the WBC, he won that. You know, led his team to that. Um, you know, the Angels, they suck, which sucks. But he was still able to give us everything and more. Just says it sucks. Sucks for baseball. Bro, if you're him too, and like I actually feel like out of all people, he wasn't necessarily worried too much about the money. But still, it's and I'm not saying I also want to see a team get robbed, but that fucking blows, man. You're about to make like the literally set the record. He's about to be the richest ever, and he still might be. You never know. Um, But me, I don't. It's going to be a tough off season because there's going to be a lot of. It's like I mentioned on the episode that we didn't release. Um, It's it's a bunch of unneeded pressure, in my opinion, if he signs now. Because if he signs now with a team, for example, let's say the Yankees fork over six hundred plus million, the Dodgers fork fork over six hundred plus million, the Rangers, whoever the hell ends up doing it, I think every the team Royals. besides any yeah the Royals, <laughs> any team besides the Angels, because I think the Angels would be the safest to go back in my opinion for a one year deal maybe, but that's neither here nor there. If he does sign with one of those teams, there's going to be a lot of pressure because the headlines are going to be, oh, will Otani be worth the contract? Will he come back and pitch? Then he's probably going to rush himself back to pitching, probably get hurt again. It, it can it can be really bad. On the other end, I wish he'd wait, man. I really wish that he'd take a year off, um, get his mental back together, um, you know, rehabilitate the arm, have like a off-season bullpen session mania, whatever you want to call it where you just show everyone that you can still pitch dominantly and then go get your money then. Because I don't know, I feel like if he signs the long-term contract this offseason, it's either A, not going to be the money that he deserves, or B, he's going to get the money that he deserves, but it's going to come with, like, he could, it could turn it could turn our, our good old Otani into a villain there. Dude, <laughs> I, that, which is why I said I don't want to see the team getting robbed, but you bring up an excellent point where... He has to think to himself, am I ever going to pitch again? And if I am, I shouldn't do it next... Like, most likely he's not going to pitch next year, regardless of what the contract is. But it would make a hell of a lot of sense for him to go back to the Angels for that one year, if he thinks it. Because for them too, bro, you're telling me they wouldn't give him 30, 40 mil a year for just the one year... Also thinking One that year, we're not like going to re- seventy million. Fuck it, bro. And, and <laughs> exactly. And dude, they would also be like, "Hey, we're not going to fuck this up the second time. If we're out of it by the f- trade deadline, he's our trade bait. Because then you could still get some fucking money or uh, yeah, excuse they, me, they some, some drafts. Really bad. Which l- is also why I think they're fishing that Mike Trout thing. Pun not intended. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> because yeah, they, so they, Trout, they need to yeah, get something back. <laughs> Yeah, so that that's the next thing that we were going to transition into. Is So the Angels said that if Mike Trout wants a trade, he's going to get one. But that's the thing is, damn, this is another tough one. So obviously, you know, you get Mike Trout at his best. Um, he's a very fantastic hitter. He's not a leader in the clubhouse, though. That's that's one thing that I think everyone can agree on. And I'll continue, agree. I'll, I'll continue to shit on Mike Trout for it. 
Um, I mean, yeah, the Angels could have put better pitching on the field, but some sometimes, you know, you got to see Mike Trout firing up his firing up his team. But yeah, I mean, he hits well when he's healthy, but he's just not healthy anymore. Um, and I don't know if that contract is worth that. He might he might end up rotting on the Angels. I'm not gonna lie, but I think he's worth the risk for some of these teams. For example, the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a big, terrible point. We got yeah. the big spending owner. The thing is, though, is that I'll say it like this: like before I get in my point, I'll ask you: Would you do it if you're for the Nationals? Would you give up a good chunk for him right now? Right here, right now, no. But probably next off season. Like, like if we, if I knew, like, so basically, what I need for to see from the Nationals is really how some of these prospects do next year in AAA, in the majors, whatever they end up doing. Because um, next offseason is the offseason. I imagine the Nationals are really going to do what we got to do. And then I would say yes. I would say absolutely yes. Fuck it. Why oh, not? <laughs> but is, Mike Trout on the Nationals sounds very ugly. <laughs> I, I don't see that happening. Like Even if you guys like literally paid the entire even thing. Even if it did happen. Gave, yeah, even if it did happen, yeah, he would even say, I'm not doing this. The, I, the only team I think... I could see him going to just because of like the whole like fandom thing is on the Phillies because he was a Phillies fan. I don't think they have the prospects to do it. They don't the have the thing cash. is too. But, and, well, that's the thing. It's like what are we getting for him, or what are we giving up for him? Are we just doing something where it's like I'll take the whole fucking contract and like here's a couple like minor prospects, or is it like they're asking for the fucking world? And at that point, it's like, if I'm the Mets, I probably wouldn't do it, this situation, because I know we're rebuilding, and it's Mike Trout, but, like, bro, like, I'm not trying to give up, like, four or five prospects for, like, aging Mike Trout. Now, if it's, like, take the contract and give, like, one or two guys, if they were, like, you give us Brett Beatty, uh, Vientos, maybe, like, another minor guy here, and the money, I would do it. But if it's like Alvarez, Mauricio, Vientos, Beatty, your top pitching prospect, and the money, they can go fuck themselves. Like that, <laughs> I would definitely not do that. Well, I mean, it's just like I can't really imagine too many other because, like, I don't think the Yankees are going to take that risk. I, feel like I'm I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the Yankees are going to do in the offseason, but I don't think the Yankees will take that risk. I mean, maybe I can see the Cubs, but like the Cubs, I don't know if they want to spend that kind of money. Um, you know, the Phillies, I don't think the Phillies have that money to begin with. Um, the Dodgers, no. maybe, I, I mean, I could absolutely see the Dodgers. Um, I mean, wow, yeah. I mean, and I could that's see That's next to each other and Freeman in that lineup. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Dodgers, I, I feel like I could only see the Dodgers or the Mets doing this. Maybe a long shot, the Rangers get desperate enough. And they yeah. trade what they have left for them. But it's such a weird thing, though, because it's like I'm thinking like the problem with a lot of these teams is that the guys that would try to get him that are close, I feel like don't want to part with what they have. Like unless the I'm thinking like a team like the Braves, like where it's like if they wanted like because they have a bunch of prospects that they haven't even really brought up this year because they didn't need to. So like maybe a team like that would be willing because they're already in a good right, spot. Mike Trout, so Atlanta, part. just fucking get rid of the whole sport. Because <laughs> you, because you got to think about it too. Even with like the Dodgers, like 
They probably could because they're already in first place. But like a team like the Padres, like I don't think even if he went there, they would be in first place. I'll be right. honest. So it's like you gotta like trade for him, knowing that you're almost like you almost don't even need him in a way. Like the Mets, if they traded for him, they're not gonna get to the playoffs. Still, I don't think right. it's got to be a team that's like we're already good for the playoffs. Let's fucking like that's fair. Like, let's cap it. Let's make it no question. It would be like how the Yankees used to do it, where they already knew they were going to the playoffs, but it was like, this is the cherry on top. It's like, oh, we're already a juggernaut. Like, in a way, almost it's like what the Braves did. They didn't need fucking Sean Murphy, but they're like, let's fucking make sure we're not. Might as well keep fucking pumping the fucking guys in our fucking team. Yeah. Like, why not? Absolutely. No, I don't, and I don't blame them. That's what teams should do. Like, right. you're never good enough. And then real real quick on the Angels, like Anthony Rendon is an absolute joke. Oh my god. And I'm gonna I'm gonna transition it into the Nationals eventually. Um, but this whole Anthony Rendon thing has been a disaster for the Angels. I'm not listen, I don't wanna say I told you so, but <laughs> when I remember I, I was ranting about it when they said, you know, the Nationals are probably only gonna have money to sign either Steven Strasburg Anthony Rendon, they don't want to sign both. It's a lot of money. You're talking about two, three hundred million dollar contracts. Blah 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 blah. I was like, I'd rather have Strasburg because he's a pitcher. I tra- crazy. Neither one worked, but hear me out. <laughs> I said Strasburg because I, I like him as a pitcher. I think as Strasburg gets older, that he could have developed into that old man kind of pitcher that you know stood the test of time and you know worked on his mechanics. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, maybe eventually became a closer. That's what I saw Strasburg as. And then I saw Rendon, and I was like, you know, every interview I've seen Rendon do, he doesn't look like he likes playing baseball. I'm not going to lie. Um, he's also stated on many occasions that he he feels meh about baseball. He doesn't watch it. Um, so he weird. came at the fans a little bit in Washington. A lot of people just let that fly under the rug. Um, he would mention a lot, like, where's the Nationals fans at? But there was that whole debacle because it's hard for Nationals fans to actually go to games because of the the commute and you know when train lines close and all all the crazy shit that's into that. Um, and he was, he, I saw it then, and I was like, you know what, Anthony Rendon's a great hitter. If we keep him, it is what it is. But I don't feel like he's gonna be that good if he goes somewhere else. And then when the Angels got him, I knew it especially because it's the fucking Los Angeles Angels. Okay, I'm so. Yeah. He has nothing to really play for in Los Angeles. So, yeah, he's, like, mentally he's just declining. I can see him, like, retiring in the offseason, if I'm being honest with you. Um, or they just trade him or release him or whatever. He picks up somewhere else and tries to get it going. But, yeah, I, I guess, you know, they asked him for an injury update. Um, he was like, no habla inglés, threw on the hoodie, walked out the locker room. <laughs> He's not it's been good with crazy. media, fans, nothing. He's not He's not being good at all. <laughs> no, bro, you're absolutely right. And I actually just watched Jolly Olo video recently. Like, maybe two weeks ago he made one talking about Rendon's career this year to this point. Yeah. And in the beginning of the season and last year, he also made, like, a thing where it's like, like, the, someone would ask him how like his injury was, and he would literally just not even answer it. Like he wouldn't even acknowledge it and just start talking about something else. And it's like, bro, that that's like cocky, especially especially when people forget he's in the top ten 
highest paid players this season. Yeah. Top 10. Bro, we don't even remember him half the time being still in <laughs> baseball, and he's top Which sucks, 10. dude, because Anthony Rendon was a dog. <sighs> I know, I know. He He's one of those cases of someone that I felt like should not have, like, granted, I mean, you guys would still have him, probably had to give him a big contract, so what knows what happened. But I feel like he's one of those guys that once he left his team, you just knew, like you said, you just knew he wasn't going to be the same player. It was like that Carl Crawford effect, almost. Yeah. Yeah, I'll you give know. you that, too. Yeah. No, it, it's shit. Even look at, like, I hate Pablo to say it, but Sandoval. even, like, Joey Gallo, like, recently, like, him leaving that team, like, Texas, he was, yeah. like, he was never the same once he left Texas. Like, obviously, he's not a superstar like me. I mean, he still much, wasn't but, hitting you know. 200 in Texas. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, but at least he was putting up 40 homers. Like, it's like some guys just, like, need to stay where they are. And I feel like yeah, I know, and it, and it Yeah, I know, and it sucks, man. Like, Anthony Rendon, he was so good. Like, he, he probably could have been the World Series MVP if they didn't give it to Strasburg. But I felt like the narrative just fell in love with Strasburg because he was just really lights out. But, yeah, man, it's it's ugly. <laughs> it's real I, I, ugly it, in L.A., man. It's real, real bad. Bro, between him, Justin Upton, like, I, them, they're just not having pitching. Like, that franchise is really hard to root for. I'll give them that. Like, Justin and I know Upton. I've... Well, yeah, Justin Upton was there too, and he didn't do so hot oh, yeah, there yeah. for a while either. And they gave him some big bucks. Like I actually Brother, just watched him on him recently. Like the whole Josh Hamilton thing. Cool holes. Like Mark Trumbo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, dude. Oh yeah, that pool holes thing was crazy. Yeah, dude. Like even that, like everybody kind of forgets about. Like a couple, couple good years in the beginning. I'll give him that. It wasn't like a Rendon so far. Rendon's yeah been bad. It's like I think they gotta. I, honestly, I'm now that we're like talking more and more about it. I'm on the side of they gotta just let everything go. Like in the off season, I feel like they gotta strip this team like bare guts. Like let Mike like trade Mike Trout. No matter at what cost, no matter what you get back, even if it's a fucking subway sub, you let Mike Trout go. <laughs> Cut Anthony Rendon if no one will. I don't think anyone will take the contract. So you're mostly going to have to release him. Eat whatever cash you have to out of these crazy transactions. Do not even flinch at Otani. Let him go. Um, you know, trade trade anybody else of value. Try to restock the the farm system, but just it, it's got to end here, man. Like this whole era. This we can call it the Mike Trout era. I mean, I don't think we should call it the Otani era. I think we should call it the the Mike Trout era because it's literally since he's been in the league till now how disastrous it's been. Again, Pujols, Hamilton, uh, C.J. Wilson. You know, year after year, the one year they make the playoffs, they get destroyed. Don't make it again after that. Um, horrible off seasons. Just it's it's bad. Which is why I do think that that comment they made is literally just to make it seem like they're not the ones that fucked up. It's like, no, 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 he wants to leave, so we'll be nice and acknowledge it. No, no, no. You're just shopping that out there because you realize you fucked up the last what, decade. Right. Whether he wants need to, to leave or them. not, get him out. Yeah, Let's yeah move exactly. On. Should just you say have that. to move on. And, and I'll even say this, too. The only thing I would do with that Otani thing is if that one-year deal thing we talked about is the only time I would maybe think about doing that. But even that, like, I would... It's, it's time, man. Like, why the fuck did they even go out... <laughs> Dude, and think about one thing we didn't even talk about. I just remembered, what the fuck was with the DFAing those guys? 
Giolito, yeah, Renfro. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they trade for all these guys and then designate them for assignment. It's like what the fuck, bro? Like, oh my gosh! Like, I, I just feel like you really, and I don't want to hear that it was. Oh, Otani getting hurt really fucked it up. Like you weren't. Everybody knew you were not making the playoffs because you were barely is, like you were. You were three games out, and that was yeah. just because Otani went on one like his literal final tear of the year. Yeah, like Otani yeah. went in to pull you guys back to three. But it still felt like, like literally, the Angels were on a run and they were facing the Blue Jays. And I think Matt Chapman said it in the on deck circle. Um, he was like yelling at his pitcher. I don't know if it was, uh, I think it was Gosman or Kikuchi. He was like, don't pitch to any of them. Or he was like, don't pitch to Otani. They all suck, but just don't pitch to Otani. <laughs> Yo, like, that's And savage. that's like, still, no one was believing in, in them then. Mm-hmm. You know, CJ Crone not having the best year, been injured on and off all year. And it was the injury that CJ Crone has had a back injury. Something that lingered over for the him. season. They traded for him. That's right. They, dude, they didn't even have him in the beginning of the season. He had the back injury, wasn't even doing well in, in a hitter friendly right. bo- yeah, in a, in a hitter friendly ballpark, and you traded for him. And, and Kirchick, I get what you did last year. Both what you but... had years prior. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why would you do that? And then Lucas Giolito, like, that's, that was the guy, like... Dude, and (laughs) you needed more, though, than that, though, because even if you had Giolito, right, like, okay, like, he's, yeah, I'm not really sold on him either, but what the fuck was the rest of your staff? Like, Sandoval's not having a great year, you can't rely on Otani doing everything, you had to look at the teams that were in front of you, bro, your staff is not better than the Rays... You could probably even say the the Orioles are having a good year. Toronto's we just saw was the best. Seattle was great. Houston was great. Uh, Texas was having a great year. Like there were so many things they were far behind that even the trades they made, which I thought were a lot of them were questionable, that wasn't gonna put you in. Like what you thought you were gonna sneak into the third spot, you had multiple teams in front of you already. <sighs> what could have been, man? What could have been for the Los Angeles Angels? We uh, we could sit here and shit on these guys for hours. It's just it's so <laughs> crazy, man. We're gonna have to do like a whole like one off season episode, just breaking down how crazy it is. Um, but so the Orioles do that for each team, damn it. Right? <laughs> like, but on, a, like one week. <laughs> on a more positive note, the Baltimore Orioles they uh, they're making history. Um, they made history when they um, won 80. They went 84 consecutive series without being swept. Um, they got to 90 wins uh, fastest in their history since the 70s. Um, and I believe they broke another record yesterday, which um, I wasn't ready for that one. Uh, but, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, dude, you're. They're, first off, they're literally nine wins away from a hundred wins. It's not Imagine. even like the Baltimore, bro, the one hundred win Baltimore. Or- <laughs> dude, there's it's still only the twelfth man. They definitely have at least what fifteen games left. At least I'm yeah. not saying like it would be tough, but like dude, to crack a hundred wins when they were bad the last few years, and to do it with, let's be honest, you and me brought it up like months ago that we thought. They were going to be good, but they still were. We weren't like, oh, they're pitching staff, man. Like, Kyle Gibson, that's all you got. We were the first ones to rip on them for their offseason. I mean, I still and am. 
but <laughs> and, and yeah, me too. No, exactly. Like I'm saying, like Tavera, we even just said before, like their staff was one of the best in uh, the AL. It was actually like seventh, but yet they're still 91 wins, bro. With it's mostly better, rookies. It's these headers, dude. These these headers are something else, man, from top to bottom. Because now you got Mullins healthy hitting grand slams, and he's hitting in like the seven spot. That's how nasty this lineup is. Gunner, yeah. Adley, Santander is hitting the shit out of the ball. Love that for him. Um, Hayes, Mountcastle. Um, I'm probably even. I'm. Did I did I mention Adley? I think I did. But um, it's it. Oh, O'Hearn. Like it's it's a lot, man. They they're really out there doing their thing. Oh, dude, and you know what? I just wanted to quick double check so I don't sound stupid. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what's crazy about all those guys you just mentioned? Yeah, from top to bottom: Santander, Henderson, Mountcastle, Adley, Mullins. Dude, Gunner has gotten so hot that everyone forgets how bad of a year he had in the first half. Yes, and he actually is right now the favorite to win the Cy Young, or the, uh, the Rookie of the Year in the AL. The Cy Young. <laughs> Dude, he probably fucking couldn't know him. He's so good. Plus, I also just God brought up damn. Westberg. Westberg's been pretty good, too. They're all homegrown. Bro, all of them are homegrown. Like, they're all just Baltimore Orioles players. Like, do you know how impressive that is? To have this good of a team, and they're from and with all within like the last like four years, five years, I think Santander was the most. Yeah, he was 2017. Everybody else is like in the last like four years, which is crazy that you brought up that many good players in four years to take to the division from the Yankees, Red Sox, Rays, and Blue Jays with all the names that they have to do with homegrown. Granted, they still need some help in the pitching department. But the thing is, too, now next year spend. John Means came back last night. Yes, he did. Yeah. He threw five innings, gave up three runs, struck out five. It was a good outing. He threw 55 out of his 70 pitches for strikes. That's a huge thing to get him back right at the deadline, too. Or, uh, right like, at the playoffs, excuse me. The Orioles, I still... It sucks. It's because they have a very, very cheap ownership, which I hate. Um, I hate this for the Orioles because, listen, they haven't been able to pack their stadiums this year because of how much the ownership has raised pricing because um, they're trying to make up for all these bad years. Whatever they're, They had a crazy explanation for why they increased the prices on literally everything, food, everything. We've seen it in the offseason and the trade deadline. They weren't willing to get expensive to give this team what it truly needs. I'm honestly almost convinced they're not going to do it again this offseason. I could be wrong. I completely agree, dude. And, and I it completely sucks agree. Their general manager wants to be aggressive, but their owners want to be cheap. So <laughs> yep. it, it's hard when when that happens. You have to have a really, really smart locked-in general manager, which they have, because he was able to produce this team. And I just I don't know. I can see it going bad again because it, it's not. It's still toxic in Baltimore, man. Yep. I I you took the words out of my mouth. I don't think they're going to just change their philosophy because now, why would you? Because he'll be... Sachs, why would I spend money on my team if I'm winning 91 games, rebuilding the way I've been doing it? Why would I change what I was doing? That's because, how they see it now. Ray, but it's because you have to understand, like, one, like, you've seen all these teams win World Series while you've been sucking as much as you have. If you've been studying, you know it comes through pitching and not hitting. 
This hitting yep. is only going to take them so far. If they, for whatever reason, make the World Series, I'll... Whatever. I'll swallow my words. I don't think they'll win because their pitching is going to get decimated once they... If they... If the Orioles get to the World Series and they face a team like the Dodgers, like the Braves, they're really going to beat the shit out of Baltimore, too. Yeah. Dude, it's going to be wreck bad. Yeah. It's going to be bad. So, yeah, the Orioles might luck out. You know, they might get to face teams like... You know the Rangers, but it, again, if they face like the Astros, even oh. if they the Rangers hitters could destroy the Orioles themselves. Absolutely, absolutely. Pitching, like because I don't know, I just I don't believe in Flaherty as the the one guy that they they're putting everything into. They they got all these different talents in their rotation. They don't, you know, they lost Felix Bautista, um, who might come back and pitch with a, a half torn UCL. I don't even know why they would do that. Um, but yeah, I don't. I just you got to spend money. You got to do it this off season. If if you don't, how do you justify that? You're gonna take yeah. a step back. And and what's crazy too is that even like you said, like we talked about Gibson quick, the one guy they actually did spend money on. Let's be honest, he has 170 innings pitched. I get it. He has a 15 and eight record. I get it. He's got a five point, like almost two ERA. Like, let's you really be honest, like, yo, you are you not really getting away with gonna, that. Right, and you, you're gonna really going to uphold that in the postseason? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jordan Alvarez is shitting on you. <laughs> Dean, yeah, bro, a five. I'm actually, is there like a record for that being that good of a record, 14 and 8 with a ERA like that? That's got to be like a record or something to have that great of a stat line. With and we got to remember ERA. that the Orioles are young, too. They don't have, they, they didn't make the postseason last year, right? Uh no, dude. I so don't th- think this is the... gonna this is gonna be year one of them. I think they were in last place, season. weren't yeah. they? No, they were in like fourth, I believe. Red Sox maybe was the last. It definitely wasn't Toronto Rays and Yankees. Yeah, because but of them... yeah, they might have. But but either which way, like this is gonna be their first year in the postseason too. I don't know. I would put bets on. I would put bets on who they face in the first round. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh. Who would they? They would get the buy. Oh yeah, you're right because they would play whoever. Are they the, the best? Uh, are they the best team in the AL right now? Right. Yeah. So they would get the. They would play the worst one. Yeah. So. So they would play the wild. So they would pay maybe like a Mariners or yeah, wow, they made a Mariners, Rangers, Rangers or or if uh, Blue Jays. or Twins, Twins. If the Twins win, cause the Twins would be the wild card team. The, would also play. No, them. I think if the Twins win, they would automatically face the second seed because they're third. If the Twins win, I thought they play the worst wild card team. No, so the Twins, that's <laughs> the, the Twins. They're they're third no matter what because they won the division. So they're yeah. gonna face the they're gonna face the the worst wild card. Yeah, but that's then what I just a, but then after that, no matter what, they're they're gonna face the second by team, which is probably the Astros. Oh, they play the second by team. Crazy. I thought they. Yeah. I thought the. I thought they play the first. Wouldn't they still no, stay with the bottom? The, the first. The first faces the lowest seed that's available. So the Orioles oh. are going to get the worst seed. So, like I said, even though it's the worst seed, it's still going to be like the Blue Jays, the Mariners, the Rangers. But that's it's, what I'm saying. If they wouldn't, they play the Twins. No, because the Twins are the Twins are the third seed. Yeah, and if the Twins win, who do the Twins play? The second seed. 
Oh, okay, okay. So then it would be the two wild Because no, ma- no matter what, the first... Uh, the okay, Orioles, I see. If yeah. yeah, if they're by number one, they automatically face the worst team, which automatically eliminates the yep. second and third seed. Yeah. yeah, okay, I see what you're saying now. Okay, because that's right, because then those two teams are already in the wild card already. So okay. so that's what I mean. Like You're telling me like the Mariners can't beat the Orioles in a series, especially if Luis Castillo can shut down that lineup one game, put them on their heels. It- and you know what's crazy, too, is that logically, I think that, but then logically, even know how good their staff is, or uh, excuse me, how good their lineup is, I just still don't see how the hell they are this good this year. Like, I'm, I'm, like we keep saying, like, yo, they face this rotation, man, like, they're, I could see them getting torn up, yet it's like two weeks to October, and somehow they almost have a hundred wins and are the best team in baseball. So maybe like I am under. They're they're a really bit. good lineup. Yeah, don't get yeah. me wrong. They're a really good lineup, but like I think about it, you're you're talking about the postseason Astros, Justin Verlander, Framber Valdez, Christian yep. Javier. Like I, I see that, or like like let's say they do go to the World Series, they meet the Braves. You know, Max Fried, Spencer Strider, like it's it's yeah. gonna be crazy. <laughs> and, and and what's wild too is you're telling me also you're gonna bank on a rotation where well Wells was actually one of your best pitchers in the beginning of the year, and Grayson's been better recently, but both guys have been up and down this year. So you're talking about like half of your staff either having a four plus ERA or a five plus, or guys that barely have even been pitched on the team this year. Or, or in general, if you just take Grayson, they haven't even played baseball in the majors before this year. So, like, man, that is, like, I'm not saying, like, you can't do it, and clearly they are good, but all that in one year to even just not even win the World Series, but just to get there, that's asking for a lot, bro. A lot. That'd be like the Nationals. That would be, like, the Nationals doing it this year. Because as much as we say how bad the Nationals, like, are at points... Bro, they were in the same situation as uh, as the Orioles, basically. They sold off. They were bringing up rookies. Like The yeah. Orioles just happened to click because they had some really good names. But still, I mean, it's a similar situation. Like so You yeah, guys probably I mean, actually have a, a more of a payroll. So might as well talk about it real quick. Um, the, the Washington Nationals, right? So, I mean, the Nationals, really bad, you know, early on in the season. Then it got really good. And I'm not going to lie, man. I think the Nationals absolutely fleeced the Padres in that Juan Soto trade. Let's 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 make facts known. Yep. Absolutely demolished them in the trade. Um, you know, to get CJ Abrams, who's I think he's at 19, 18, 19 home runs now. Um, he's hitting the hell out of the ball. Um, he he's doing good. He's he's shown up. He's doing his thing. He's becoming a leader of the team. Um, and then you get James Wood, who's a top ten prospect in all of baseball. Um, Hassel's kind of fallen off a bit, but he's still, you know, expected to be really good. Um, and Harley and Susana, whatever. But all that for Josh Bell, who's not even a Padre anymore, and Juan Soto, who isn't leading the Padres anywhere. I'll say that's a trade that's won. Oh, completely, completely. Yeah. Plus, you got to remember too; these guys came up pretty. Qu- these guys played right away. Didn't CJ didn't start in the minors when you got him? Did he? I think he was for like two weeks. Yeah, I was going to say it was something like yeah. really short. Yeah. And the way he's turned out this year so far is incredible. Because even right now, I just have his stats up. The last seven games, he's hitting 292 
a 433 on base and a 750 slugging. Incredible, incredible. And plus, he plays good defense. He's athletic. He's got good speed already too. Uh, and and also too, not even just with winning the trade, but I have to give the Nationals credit because if they weren't going to keep these guys right away, like just sell. You won your World Series. You can always resign Soto. Let's be honest. Like Soto is going to eventually hit the free agent market, but you got back a hole. And you didn't hesitate. You went and got the best haul you could. And the team is actually there. Are some bright spots already? Yeah. And again, it was it was that trade. It was also the trade that we made with the Dodgers, where everyone was like, "Oh my God, what are the Nats doing? Getting rid of Max Scherzer and Trey Turner?" Well, Max Scherzer, he's falling apart on every team he's been on since the Nationals, the Dodgers, the Mets, and now he just got hurt for the Rangers today. Uh, it's the same, it's like a tricep injury, whatever, it's usual Max Strasburg end of the season shit. Um, Jesus. No offense, but it's yeah. where we're at now with Max Scherzer. Um, I wish people would just call a spade a spade and stop shitting on the guy. Like, he's just a, <laughs> he's just an old man trying to hang on at this point. He's not, you know, this amazing Cy Young pitcher anymore. Um, but we traded those two to the Dodgers, and we got Josiah Gray, an all-star. A great, phenomenal pitcher in my in my eyes. He still needs a little bit of work, but we also got Kiebert Ruiz, who this year is in, as a catcher, a switch hitting catcher. He's hitting two fifty seven with seventeen home runs and fifty nine RBIs. Played nice. in one hundred and twenty games so far. Most likely going to get to one thirty by the end of the year. Yeah, I no, love it. you're it's it's, and let's be honest, bro. Like, first off, your rookies are great. But even with all the talent, because there's so many people like, oh, man, you guys had Harper and Trey and Soto and Scherzer, and, like, you traded all... Bro, you know how much fucking money that would have been? No team is going to have those contracts. I don't even think any team has those size contracts for more than four or five guys, and that's not even including Strasburg. So it's like, let's be honest, like, you had to do something, and they... It's paying off, in my opinion, so far. Plus, you already won your World Series. Like, fuck you. I've never seen anything. Right. Like, and like I said, Rendon, a complete mental case now in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. Bryce Harper, we won the World Series without him. So I think no matter what, no matter what Bryce Harper goes on to do, we were justified in doing that. Yep. So it's not so bad. I mean, it looked really horrible on paper, but like, it's, it's actually, worked out. It's, it's, it's not the worst thing. I mean, it just sucks. We're in a lot of limbo right now. The whole Steven Strasburg thing sucks. Um, I guess Strasburg and the owners made some kind of agreement that they'd retire his number, that he'd retire. The Nats went back on it, I guess, because um, it wasn't supposed to get released to the press, whatever, whatever. Um, now it's off, and the owner said that he's expecting Steven Strasburg back at spring training, which is absolutely insane. Steven Strasburg, even the idea of him touching a mound again sounds crazy. So if he's going to try in spring training, oh my, imagine he just makes this crazy comeback. But um, and then thirty four now thirty three thirty four. Oh, he is he's not that old. Okay. Yeah, he's he's young though. That's still young in pitching. Yeah, it, it's young enough to where he could at least get a, yeah. few, a few more seasons. But it's more that I thought he was like maybe twenty nine. Yeah. My years. my big worry though, a little bit younger when he came up. Yeah, my big worry is we haven't re-signed Mike Rizzo yet. That's our guy. That's our rock. He's the only reason we're still fucking breathing right now. It's because of his expertise and the general management. He's been spot. great. Um, and then we let we let a whole bunch of scouts go, which is probably for the best. Our scouting hasn't been the best. Um, I'm not complaining about that move. Um, but a, a good exec we had to let go to, or well, he he left as well. 
So the Nats, it's a lot of shit going on. Still in that TV shit with the Orioles. Um, still, you know, looking to sell the team. It's not, it's not pretty. But I'll take whatever's going on right now. True, true. You know what it is, too, with the Nationals, what I'd like to see them do, too, is because obviously they still have some questions with guys like uh, Strasburg with that contract. The Corbin thing is hurt, obviously. You know, that's a contract that's hurt a little bit. Uh, and they're still rebuilding. But I feel like they're the team that needs to go out and do what they did with, like, the Candelario thing. Even though I wasn't a big fan of Candelario, but they got to spend, like, a little bit more on these lesser contracts so they can push them out at the deadline. Because I think that was the only thing they actually did at the deadline. And, like, yo, if you had, like, another 30 mil spread out across, like, two or three guys, you could have brought that much more talent back in and made this thing even come back and, like, or, uh, like restart the franchise a little bit faster. Because they're in a good spot, but don't, like... Don't forget, you still got to spend a little bit of money here and there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um, true, I'm, man. I'm, I'm here we'll for see. the ride, man. Um, I would love to re-sign Juan Soto. I don't know how that would even happen if we don't sell the team, but, hey, we'll find out. I wonder if he would even do that if you just gave him, like, a big check. Would he want to come He lo- He loved Washington because I, I guess he didn't want to go. It's just his agent got in his head and whatever came with that, but... I feel like, too, and I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, but I feel like from what I've read about him with San Diego, uh, that maybe he might be better going back to the Nationals so his ego doesn't conflict with anybody else. Because let's be honest, if he goes back to the Nationals, he is the guy. Like, oh, even that if would CJ's be having a, Yeah, and so like, he doesn't have to, like... like he, can, he can be the guy with the spotlight... And, yeah. like, all these prospects that come up can just, just come up and just mash the fucking baseball with him. Yep. And it would, it would be beautiful. But don't, no, don't sell me on this, Wolfie. Stop. Yeah. And I was going to say, <laughs> and, and I'm not trying to say, like, he's someone that doesn't want to be on, like, the Dodgers or something like that. But I've, there's, like, I, I don't think know, there was a report. It's hard. Wasn't it's hard like, where do you go from here if you're Juan Soto? It's tough. Yeah, no, it's you're tough. right. It's, it's also one of those things where, first off, you got to think if you want to stay on the East Coast or West Coast. But second off, like, if I was him, I would not want to be on the Padres anymore. Like I'll be oh, honest, yeah. I re- I wouldn't want to be on the Padres. It's just it, the Padres. They remind me of the Angels, even though I respect the moves that they've made. They've obviously <laughs> almost made the World Series, so they've gotten a lot further than the Angels. But it feels like the Angels, where it's like it feels like no matter what they do, they're never gonna put together a winning recipe. Dude, I know, <laughs> you I know? know, and and like, I hate to say it too with them because it kind of feels like what I feel like with the Mets, but it's almost like. You're not going to beat the Braves. Like I hate, th- and I know the Phillies beat the Braves last year. Man, I know they have the. T- I know. I, I real. They had the <sighs> talent to do it, man. I know. That, and that and thing is like I I I don't care. I'll still take Tatis, Machado, Soto, and Xander over what the Braves had. It's just they under fucking perform. Yep. And and you know what's one and thing? I feel too? like the Braves overperformed. Like Matt Olson hitting fifty fucking home runs. What? Oh, dude. <laughs> Dude, they're like I said, their catching situation. You even brought up the yeah, beginning yeah. of this episode before we even started recording how well Ozzy Albies is doing. I didn't expect that from him. Bro, this I didn't even know he was until like two Ozuna? weeks ago because I've been so focused on fucking Acuna and Olsen and yeah, making sure I cash those bets. <laughs> Marcelo Zuna wasn't even going to be on the team. It felt like, and he's like one of Bro, their better hitters the- too. Yo, Ozuna's <sighs> the biggest idiot in the world, but he's still thriving. It's the craziest. Oh. That's yo, and I've that said it. Sick. I said it when he was on the Marlins, when he was beating the shit out of your Mets, when he was just terrorizing the league as a Marlin before this, he was even a power hitter. 
I said, this dude is a legitimate hitter. Like, he yeah. is an MLB professional hitter. So, it, it doesn't surprise me, but it does at the same time because he's been through a lot. And I'm surprised the Braves even were just like, hey, yeah, you can still play. Yeah. <laughs> he must no, be redeemable right. in some way. And what's crazy, too, is like, even if he wasn't doing that, they would probably still be doing it as well because they had Michael Harris Jr. step up for them. No, they, 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 they were getting ready because he was struggling very hard at one point. They were getting ready to pull the plug, but they. They kept the faith, and he just started going off, which is it's it's crazy because like Austin Riley, like you haven't heard much of him either. But he's oh still yeah, not, yeah, we didn't even bring him up. He's yeah. not he's not <laughs> having a bad season, bro. And and, <laughs> and you know what's fucking ridiculous? They did this within two years of losing Swanson and Freddie Freeman, and they're better, better, like way better. What the Fuck, like and it, it, it must suck for Freeman because I know Freeman wants to be a part of this shit. I know. Okay, they got they got their ring out of one ring out of it so far, uh, but I know Freeman wants to be a part of it because like that was the thing. Like the Braves when they had Freeman, they were good, but they were just never like great. Like they yeah. were never like one of the big powerhouses, and then they finally became that. And then they let Freeman go, and they were still that. <laughs> well, dude, he's probably also pissed off because he's like, what the fuck, Ronald? It's the first year you actually felt like staying healthy all year when I'm not there. Like, that pisses right. him off, probably, right. too. And, and so, same yeah, thing with Ozuna. Speaking of, speaking of the Braves, okay, so first team to clinch the playoffs. Um, Acuna made history. I think he's the first um, 30 and 60 player, I believe they said. 60 stolen bases, 30 home runs ever in the history. I think he's 40, actually, right? Doesn't he have 40? Whatever it is, he's the first to do it. <laughs> Jesus, that's insanity, dude. That's what I was saying. Like, and I like seeing that too. I love seeing the stolen. And it's bases like up. I love Mookie Betts. I really wanted to make the case for Mookie Betts to be the MVP, but I gotta give it to Acuna at this point. And Wolfie, who beats the Braves, man? Um, it might take a big collapse. I said it to you in the beginning of the year, actually, and I'll, I'll remember this topic because I feel. Even though he's having a great season, I feel dumb that I said this. First off, you're right. Yeah, he's 37 home runs, 65 stolen bases. So he's almost at 40-70, which is fucking nuts. But I said at the beginning of the year that Corbin Carroll had a shot at making the MVP because he was doing really well and it was close at the time. But the thing I also said was there's no shot if Acuna stays healthy. And that's exactly how I feel right now about their playoff chances. If... They're all healthy. I don't see them losing. Like, I, I know the Phillies did good last year, and I, they're even on a little bit of a run now. But that fucking team, like you said, they broke the team record for home runs already. They have... Oh, it's mind-boggling. 51 home runs Olsen. 37 Acuna. 34 Ozuna. 34 Riley. 30 just about from... Because Albies, 29 today. So 30 about from Albies. 21 from Rosario. 20 from Murphy. Arcia even has 17. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, they Harris. even have Orlando Arcia going in. Oh, my gosh, bro. They even have Harris at 16. Uh, even Travis Darno has double-digit home runs. Like, you're talking about 10 players right there. That... And a nine person on a nine-person team. <laughs> yeah, and, and seven of them have over 20, and four of them have – or five of them have 30 – Three of them have almost 40. Like, one has 50. Like, bro, that's insanity. You don't even usually have... We talked about it last year with the Guardians. That was a major issue. 
They didn't have like two guys that had over twenty. I don't they know, have man. like seven. There's something fishy going on, man. Because it's bullshit. They're all, they're all underpaid, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. They they it's it's honestly it's horseshit. Like I don't and, know if and, it's a big under the table scheme or they got like a like a fucking sex trafficking thing going on. Don't mean to be that violent, <laughs> but like I don't know. Yeah. I don't believe it. Or they're selling cocaine out the fucking ass. They're just like uh, the Atlanta Braves, man. There's something special, and it's crazy because we're kind of approaching that next uh, cycle um, where you know the the Mets kind of fall off, the Marlins fall off, the Phillies fall off, and the Braves are supposed to fall off, and then the Nationals are the sole team on top again. But man, I think the Braves are just going to be good for a long time, and it's crazy. But they have to beat a curse, though. They got their one World Series. Will they win another though? Because remember back in yeah. the 90s, they had they had all this crazy talent, but they only won once. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and it kind of reminds me, even just talking with last year, it's kind of almost in the same way. Let's be honest, bro. They we said the same them, things last year, like, who the hell is going to beat the Braves? Yeah, dude, and I think in a way, too, and I'm, I don't know how the clubhouse is, but I feel like even last year where they won the division from the Mets, granted it was right at the end, but they took the division. They had over a hundred wins. It was like you know they were a good team. Same thing this year. They steam through, steamrolled through the regular season. So are they going to have that like energy going into the playoffs? Like, like we can't like fuck this up. Like we can't take this. It's almost like they're like laid back because they think they're so good. But another team is so hungry to get in that they might play better. To be honest, it's like uh, it's it's it happens even in football a lot too. Sometimes yeah. like, look at what the Chiefs. Bro, I'll even say with the Chiefs that just happened recently, it's almost like we have the great quarterback. Like we're so good, we're we're coming off of the Super Bowl win. It's literally our opening day celebration, and yet the fucking Lions beat them. It's the same thing with that. Like I, I feel like, yeah, dude, I feel like it's wow, the same I way. Think with I'd baseball. be doing that on the MLB podcast, but shout out yeah. to Jared Goff. Yeah, I know, I know, we brought up football a couple times, but it's true, man. Like sometimes I feel like the teams that are so good don't always win. It happens a lot, man. It it really does. Damn, Trey so. Turner homered again. But um, yeah, that dude is. On That's a why I say, hey, maybe the Phillies, time. bro. Maybe the Phillies are gonna dethrone him again. Bro, they, I, I, I can see it. Okay, so all right, moving on to the Phillies real quick. <laughs> I think that it's just it's it's the city of brotherly love, and I think it's real, man. Because it's like when the, when this, I I think there's something mystical and magical with this thing of brotherly love. Because, like, you look on the Phillies, like, last year, they should not have gone to the World Series. But it was like they did it with love and with unity. <laughs> and, you know, everything just worked out of, you know, for the name of brotherly love. And then this year, Trey Turner is playing, like, dog shit. But then their fans come together and start giving them a round of applause, showing them the brotherly love, getting them in the magic. And now look at this crazy shit that he's doing. That's and so then, again, dumb. the Eagles... Who the fuck thought that Nick Foles was going to win a Super Bowl? But I'm telling you, he did it in the name of love, brotherly love. Like, it was just, they all locked in for Philly, and just, it's crazy. And then the process with Joel Embiid, I feel like him getting through the first two years of injury, I'm probably dragging this point at this point. But I'm telling you, man, the, the, it, that magic with the brotherly love brother. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny too because while they're so loving, like you don't want to be a non-Philly fan and be around this brotherly love, though. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it's I five. It's I only for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but looking at it with a non-biased view, you know. Yeah. I'll be honest too. Like, 
I hate to say it because there's been a lot of speculation on, like, is that what we should be doing? And I swear to God, is that if I, as a Met fan, started cheering for Daniel Vogelback, who's hitting 200, I guarantee you he's not going to hit 300. <laughs> like, you're right. Like, it's got to be something with that city, bro. Like, yo, Pete's not hitting 300 when I'm cheering when he's striking out. But for some reason, it worked over there, and it drives me goddamn nuts, bro. <laughs> like, I don't understand. It's got to be something I in the water. I told you, bro, there's some magic. Like, them going to the World Series last year was just magical. And you just, you can't beat logic at the end of the day. You know, the Astros just took care of business. But, it, dude, it, it, Yankees, they're not getting much more out of Stanton if they start cheering him, in my opinion. I, I don't see it happening. Next year, That's they're going to start booing him, bro. I can't believe they haven't already. I think, like, next year, like, the first moment Stanton gets injured and comes back and starts striking out and, like, does his Stanton thing, yeah, they're, they're chasing him out of town. It's about yeah. to get bad. It, it might be exactly what I predicted. I mean, I predicted, like, if Judge leaves and they're stuck with Stanton, like, Stanton's going to become the face and that's just going to be the worst thing. But I think now if the Yankees go into this offseason, don't do much, and they keep this team on the field and Stanton sucks and he's, like, probably one of the big reasons they don't take the next step. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Yankee fans are about to hate this guy. It's It's to the point where I can't give the Yankees an excuse anymore. You have to cut him. You have to cut him, or which I would try obviously first is you got to trade him, bro. Like you got to trade him, and you got to take seventy five percent of that contract. Maybe get a couple prospects back. I bet you probably won't get much, but you got to get him off your fucking team. He is. And I, I don't like. I wouldn't necessarily say like he seems like total dead weight, but at the very least, he hits two hundred. Um, hitting 20 to 30 home runs, whatever. But it's like, the the thing that sucks with Giancarlo Stanton is you remember what he used to be. Oh, right? yeah. Yep. Makes me a little sad. Does bring a little twinkle to my eye. You remember what Giancarlo Stanton used to be when he was in Miami, when he was fast, he had the cannon for an arm. You know, he was, you know, there was all these, like, news articles about will he beat Barry Bonds' record. You remember oh, yeah. it, you know, the Absolutely. MVP that he won. It was good old Mike. Um, it's crazy because the I was watching a interview that they did with the Marlins, um, I believe, owner at the time. And they said that they that John Carlos Stanton did not want to stay in Miami. But oh, really? he said that he wanted to change the course of Miami forever. He was actually trying. And it was crazy that he said this. He said he wanted to change the course of Miami forever. And sign Giancarlo Stanton to a big deal and make him the guy that like changed everything forever. So that's why they gave him the contract. Because Stanton was like, "There's no matter what you put on the table, it's not going to hit my number. I don't want to come back. And he mm-hmm. was like, all right, 13 years, 300 and whatever million it ended up being. And Stanton that's was like, there's crazy. no way. Stanton said, there's no way you're doing that. There's no way. Mm-hmm. And, it, and then it got done. But... Yeah, like what Stanton used to be and what he is now, it sucks because we see this guy who's, I think, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and, you know, I, I'm not saying I know everything, but he looks clearly unmotivated because you can tell by his speed, it seems like he's not staying in the gym, um, constantly injured, just not giving you a locked-in Stanton that I think at this point Yankees fans deserve. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. He, he can't be there specifically anymore. 
I'll actually move it back to almost that Mike Trout thing. I'm not comparing them as the players, but I'll say it like this. He's the type of guy that needs to go to a team like the Dodgers that don't necessarily need him. He would go in there, wow. plug into like a DH spot like where J.D. Martinez is right now because they don't need him. The Yankees, the way they're set up and what they originally did, they got him to need him. Like yeah. they and he can't be relied on like that anymore, health wise and just stat wise. And I'll say this, dude. And the reason why I also say the DH thing for Dodgers last year too, he was actually good in the playoffs. If you could just get him to the playoffs, he's, and he's normally healthy, good. Like at the end of the year, yeah. situations like he showed you those spurts. Yep. And ah oh, man, like and it sucks because he just hit his 400th home run this year, and it's crazy because he's. Fourth on the fastest to get it if you look at games played as opposed to age, which is crazy, which means we could have seen like a very iconic career. He's still only 33. Like, we yeah. got to remember that too. Like, he's still only 33. So, if let's say he does get, like, I think we can agree if he plays a full 150 games, whatever it is, um, I don't, I don't think we can ever expect him to get 162, but no. you know, 150 with rest days. Um, I think we can agree that he can ha- have like 40 home run seasons still. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's, these bullshit seasons he's putting up, he's still hitting 30, 30 home runs in a year. Yep. So, and, and- at my, and my apologies, at 400, I think if he gives us two more 40 home run years and then, you know, sprinkle in a few more 20 years, he's going to be around that 600 home run mark if he can just have a decent rest of his, you know, career. I, I don't see why he can't. I mean, think about it too, like, as much as I love the city, and I, I maybe the Mets are a little different, yo, it's hard playing as a Yankee, especially when you're doing, like, poorly and not staying healthy. Like, bro, we were just saying, that ain't Philly, bro. And even Philly could be a little ruthless at times, too. <laughs> like, he needs to go to a West Coast team where it's a lot Joe Girardi didn't break. have that brotherly love, man. Oh, dude. Like, and the way they're treating him now with, like, the Boone and, like, Cashman situation, I feel like they're just, like... No, I guarantee you no one there is saying anything about him fucking hustling. It's just like, this is what he is now. Like, he's got to get Like a zero speed, dude. Bro, is it going to change? Is he going to magically hit 40 home runs and and have a 150-game season as a Yankee? No. I really don't see it. As a Yankee, I don't see it. I think he needs to get to the West Coast, in my opinion. Yeah. Or back to my... No, I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> either which way, very solid points. Um, so, man, what a damn episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was this was we, good. It you was know what it kind of reminded me of? It like, me more of like a radio station episode. Right, where it's exactly. Like, we were just, we were you just got the two hosts. For a little bit. Yeah, um, that was good shit. So, you know, with that being said, we hope you guys enjoyed. Um, just had to cut it there for time reasons. You know, we're about that hour, hour, yeah. 15 minute um, range. Um, so if you guys like this, make sure you like, subscribe, share, sell your souls. Shout out to Belgium. Shout out to Ghana. Shout out to all of you guys that are watching with us. Um, we got a lot of content on the way. There's a, there's a lot coming. So make sure you're there. We got a new website. We're trademarked now. We're, we're doing our thing. Um, so come join us. Get on the train or get the train ran on you. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs> Peace.